Well, thank you very much. It's lovely to be with you. Uh, I do appreciate the fellowship here, and we, we had a tremendous time when we were over, and also any time we are over, we really enjoy uh, your fellowship. But I can honestly say there's a lot of people that know about your church because when we walk, when we go around preaching in different places, we're chanting people, we tell them about what you're doing here. Because, uh, and I'm not just saying that I don't believe in tickling people's ears. Uh, you're doing a great job here. And I, I think this is absolutely wonderful, what you've got in here and what you've got next door as well. And uh, I think it'd be, uh, you could be like McDonald's, you should franchise this. Is it franchise it? Uh, because I think it's a, an absolutely great setup. Uh, what you're doing with the shops uh, and then how you can relate to your community so we pray for you I hope you hope you pray for us as well and our work that we'll know the blessing and, and the joy of the Lord and just leading people to Christ because that's what our need, nation needs we really need to see God coming and working in people's lives because we look around about us and we, we see people lost dying and heading for a lost eternity and wouldn't it be great if we really experience God coming and working in these days with a real move of God and I believe that can happen and I believe God is looking for people who are willing willing to uh, allow themselves to be available for God to do something and then through their lives so before we turn to God's word let's just bow in a word of prayer Father, as we come before you, we thank you that we can take this time to be still and know that the presence of the Lord, the Holy One, is here. And Father, we do pray that you'll speak into each one of our lives this day. We thank you for the time of worship we've had, that we is all singing or John singing. We thank you that it's been to your glory and your praise. We do praise, we turn to your scriptures. Father, I need help. Each one of us needs help. And we pray that you'll speak into our lives. Because Father, as our faces differ, so do our needs. And you know what we need to hear this morning. So Father, we ask through the power of the Holy Spirit, come, come Lord Jesus. Come and speak loud and clear into our hearts. That you may deal with things that's going on in our lives. That you may draw us closer to yourself. And Father, whatever is hindering uh, us walking closer to you highlight it we pray and we thank you that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ God's son cleanses us of our sins we thank you for all the children that left to go next door for Sunday school we pray that you really bless them we pray that you'll be with the teachers the fathers who share Jesus that you'll even give them the privilege of pointing these youngsters to yourself we pray that you'll get a grip of these young lives that these young lives won't be uh, pulled in the way of the world. But Father, there will be young lives that will be built up in the word of God. That Father, they'll grow uh, in the scriptures. That you'll come and draw them to yourself at a very early age in their life. That they'll grow up to be men and women who know and love and walk with God. So we surrender them to you. And we surrender ourselves to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible with you, would you like to turn to 1 Corinthians and chapter 11? 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This is a portion of the scripture you'll probably have uh, read many times. You're doing communion. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and beginning at verse 
23. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and beginning at verse 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and beginning at verse 23. <clears throat> For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood do this whenever you, whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes therefore whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. Amen. And in this post in scripture, Paul is reminding us what happened when the Lord Jesus Christ had communion with the disciples. And normally this is a portion of scripture that is read uh, when people are having communion. But in verse 28 it says, A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. I know sometimes it's good, not just at communion, to stop and examine yourself. To stop and look at your walk with God. To stop and look and, and ask yourself, do a spiritual stop check. How am I really doing with God? Because isn't it important, important that we do stop and ask ourselves? Because sometimes we can just be like the hamster uh, in the wheel and get round and round and round. But sometimes it's good to stop and say, well, how am I really doing with God? And I believe... If we want to see God move in, in a real way in our communities, we need to stop and ask ourselves, well, how is my love for the Lord? Because usually the first thing to go is people's love for the Lord. Their, their, their love for the, the things of God and the ways of God and their love for the scriptures and the, their love for the, the Bible, their love for the, the, the bread of heaven, their love for the, the word that God has given us. Sometimes... That can dry up in our life. And that love that we once had for God can dry up. So that's why it's important that we look and ask ourselves, how is our love for the Lord? Because Jesus says in Matthew chapter 22, and verse 27, 37, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. And I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but I know sometimes there can be a blockage in my heart. And really loving the Lord with all my heart. And it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, it's good to stop and examine yourself and say, how am I really doing? I want to tell you about a man in drum chapel because love is so important if we want to be witnessing to our community because when our love for God dries up then it really affects our life and it affects the way that we behave and it affects the way we treat people unless you're different from me 
But isn't it true when your love for the Lord dries up, you can see the faults in others a lot quicker. And their faults are always bigger than yours. Well, there was a man in Drumchapel, and he, when I first went there, and his nickname was Psycho. And he was called Psycho for a reason. And Psycho uh, was the church used to get vandalised quite a bit. And uh, <clears throat> we get friendly with the neighbours around about the church. And I say to them, if you see anybody vandalising church, here's my phone number. Phone me and I'll come up. And one of the ladies uh, across the road from the church phoned us up. Cycles up vandalising the church. So I drove up. He was on the roof. I didn't call him Cycle. His name was Mark. And uh, he saw my car and he jumped off the roof and started running away. And I just started shouting, Jesus loves you! Jesus loves you! Jesus loves you! The reason I'm shouting louder because he's running away uh, up the back of the church where the woods were. And that was fine. Thought nothing of it. And then one time I was in visiting his mother-in-law's mum. He saw his girlfriend's mum. Big Anne her name was because she's big and she's called Dan um, and so I was in visiting Big Ann and uh, she says oh you done Mark's head in because she didn't call him psycho she says you done his head in she says how would you mean she says he was up vandalising the church and here the minister comes up and starts telling him Jesus loves him and that really affected him they only tell you there's times I didn't want to shout to him Jesus loves you there's other times I'd love to have taken him around the back and not says boo but when we get our heart right with God we deal with people different and that's why it's important that we stop and say well how am I really doing with God love the Lord your God with all your heart I know the biggest sermon that people will ever see is your love for them even when you don't want to love them even maybe when you want to say something that you know that doesn't glorify God that you'd rather get back at them but Jesus says love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength and friends I believe today what our community needs to see is the love of Jesus the love of Jesus is the best witness and the best evangelism tool that anyone will ever see. You know, there was a, a lady who had a house and it was just outside the bus stop. And when the kids would all stand around the bus stop uh, and wait for their school bus, they'd throw their empty cans of coke into her garden they throw all her papers into their sweetie papers into her garden and she was so frustrated and angry and every morning she'd come out and shout at them and then they wouldn't listen so she put a banner up saying please don't throw your rubbish in my garden they even threw more in and her cans were trying to hit the, the, the sign and then one of her friends says see the next time you're doing your home baking make some extra and go out and give the kids some and she was, that'll be right. The amount of rubbish I have to pick up. She says, make some home bacon and give it to the kids. So she went out with her home bacon. She says, here, I've made some home bacon. Would you like some? Then what do you think happened? They stopped throwing the rubbish into her garden. Now I believe if we want to be a witness for God, we need to examine ourselves. 
and say, how am I really doing? Can people see the love of Jesus in my life? Just coming into church doesn't reveal your love for Jesus. It's in your everyday life. The way that you mix and mingle with people who are your neighbours, the people that live next door to you, the people that you treat in the supermarket when you're waiting in a queue, the people that you're maybe sitting next to in a bus, we have to let them see that we can be the, the fragrance of Jesus. That we can be the, the witness for the glory of God. Somebody once says, preaching gospel, and if you need to use words. Preaching gospel, and if you need to use words. And friends, I believe today, what our community needs to experience is a love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know something? God wants to use you, and God wants to use me. That's what God uses people. And he wants to use you and he wants to use me. But sometimes our love isn't the way it should be. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, Jesus says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. And I, I think in our lives, as we search hearts, we need to ask ourselves, do I really love the Lord with all my heart? And all my soul and all my strength. You, you may be saved. You're, you're saved, but you can be stuck. I was saved and stuck for many years. And I went to church every Sunday. And I took to Sunday school. And I helped lead in the communion and welcome people in at the door. But I was saved and I was stuck. And I definitely never showed for people the love of God. Because I was so stuck because of the sinful behaviour that I lived during the week. And it wasn't until I came to the place and I said, God, I'm fed up with living a lie. I don't want to live like this anymore. I'm a hypocrite. I'm a liar. Take every area of my life. And then I believe God done something in my heart. And I believe today God is looking for people who have got a genuine longing a genuine longing in their heart to seek first the kingdom of God. It doesn't mean they say we're perfect. But there's a longing. There's a longing in their heart for godliness. There's a longing in their heart for holiness. <clears throat> there's a longing in their life for God. For God to do something in my life and in and the people's lives round about us. For God to do something in your life and the people round about you. Let a man or let a person examine himself. And I think sometimes it's healthy to really stop and take a spiritual stop check. A spiritual stop check of how am I doing? And I'd like to ask you this morning, how's our love? Is our love for God right? Can people see the, the, the love of Jesus in our life? You know, there's a glass of water here, and if I had to tip that over, I'm not going to do it in case the person cleans the churches a wee bit. Who is it, you? Oh, definitely. In fact, it is you, so I will do it. You know, I'll test how you really are inside. 
If I shake that, will you get nervous here? <laughs> if I shake that, every time I shake it, what's going to come out? Water. Don't worry, I'm stay in the carpet. Uh, water is always going to come out. And sometimes we're shaking as Christians. It's no love that comes out. It's no joy that comes out. It's no peace. Peace. And it's no patience. And it's no kindness. And it's no self-control. But when we come and say, God, here I am. I want to truly love you. Because there's a love for the Lord that's wrong first. Because when we get a love for the Lord right, then the way we treat others is right. And that's why we need to ask ourselves, well, what, what am I really longing for in my life? What do I long for? What do I want to invest my time and my talents and my treasures in? And Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. We've all got longings in our life. You know, I've got a deep longing in my life to lose four stone. I have. But there's a problem with me and chocolate. I just cannot say no. And I know that sometimes before I go to bed at night I need to, where is it? Where is it? And I'm looking for a bar of chocolate. And I eat it so my wife doesn't see me. Get everything away. So uh, Because I just, I'm a chocoholic and I love it. Now, I'd love to lo- lo- lose four stone, but I know what I'm doing wrong. But I don't, I've not got such a longing that I stop doing what I'm r- doing wrong. If I had a deeper longing to get that four stony flab off, I would keep my mouth shut more often. And I'd make sure what goes in is good for me rather than bad for me. Spiritually speaking, if we've got a longing in our heart for God's glory, we need to say, well, what goes on in my day? What goes on in my life? Do I take time to stop and to read and to pray and to ponder the scriptures and to spend time with the Lord? Because if we don't, there becomes blockages in our life, difficulties in our life, because we're not spending the time with God the way we should. And then what happens is, when something comes up and shakes us, it's not the presence of the Lord or the blessing of the Lord or the overflow of Jesus. It's the overflow of the world. I don't know about you, but that's what happens with me. And I believe God is looking to do something special and strong in our life. That our love for Him is first. We've got a a love in our heart that our love is first for the Lord. And because when our love for the Lord is first, then the way we treat and behave and respond to other people is completely different. Because there's a godliness, there's a righteousness attached to it so then we ask ourselves what is my longings and I'd like to ask you this morning or this afternoon where do your longings lie do you long to experience the glory of God in your life 
Do you long that when people see you and look at you, they can see there goes a man of God. There goes a, a woman who knows and loves and walks with God. That is possible. That is possible. And as we come and we surrender, when we surrender our life completely to him. You know, my dad was a black belt uh, sitting down at judo. And he got on really well at judo. And uh, <clears throat> what happened is, if you're ever, you know, about judo, if you're wrestling and you're on the ground, you've got something that choke or an arm lock, or you're holding them down, and you can be holding them as tight as you can and choking them as, as whatever, or, or got an arm lock on them. But as soon as they go, as soon as they tap you twice or tap the mat twice, you have to let them go. You automatically, you let them go as soon as you hear tap them twice and I believe that that's what we need to do with God we need to come and surrender because that person is surrendering and you let them go and I think in our life sometimes we don't surrender there's things going on in our life and it could be an attitude it could be a, a problem that we've held on to for years that somebody's done to us and we've held on to a grudge for years but we need to come and go a surrender and ask God to do something in our life so I believe it's good that we examine ourselves we ask ourselves where is our love and who do we really love in our life and how much time are we investing in the, the ways of God and then we say what, what is my longings what, what do I long for in life do I long to be more like Christ do I, I long to be more like the son of the Lord and then thirdly and finally I believe when our love is right for God and our longing is right when we're longing for the ways of God and righteousness and truth then it will affect our life it will affect our life it will affect the way that we behave and the way that we treat people is there any car salesmen in here? any car salesmen? no car salesmen? nobody sells cars? no? that's ok I was hearing about it, just in case I embarrass anybody. I was hearing about a young man in Northern Ireland. And this young man in Northern Ireland gave up his job. And do you know why he gave up his job? He was a car salesman. And he was fed up with telling lies. That the car that they were buying was worth this. And the car that they were selling was worth this. And it was nonsense. <clears throat> he says, just full of lies. He said, I don't, I don't want a job like that anymore. And he just gave it up. Because he loved the Lord Jesus Christ. And he had a longing in his heart to do what was right for God. And what did it change? It changed his lifestyle. It changed his life. So if our love is right for God, and our longings are right, it will change your lifestyle. And how are people going to see that we love the Lord and that we have got a longing for God? Our life is going to be changed. There's things in our life that will change because of our heart is for God. What do I mean by that? Well, when I was younger, it wouldn't have bothered me if I bought something that's hot. Do you know what that means? Something that's stolen. I'd have bought something that was stolen. That wouldn't worry me when I was younger, especially when I was really younger. 
I didn't mind that and I lived in your house. But even though it was in Oban. And I remember when I first became a Christian, it wouldn't have bothered me. But then after the four years of my Christian life and I wanted to be serious with God, it did bother me and I stopped it. And I was chefing in Oban and a guy came in to me, came in the back of the kitchen and he says, Gordon, I've got a deal for you. He says, I've got five gold chains. Five of them. They're worth £100 each. Now, I remember, I'm 53, and I'd have been... 18, 19, 20. I'd have been 20, about 20 when this happened. He says, I've got five gold chains. They're worth £100 each, and I'm going to give you them for 20 per piece. So I'll give you them for £100 for the five of them. I says, no, I don't want to buy them. He says, that's a great deal. He says, no, I don't do that anymore. I've stopped all that. I says, I want, I want to live for the glory of God. I don't, I don't want to behave. He says, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> I says, no, I'm still. He says, but no, 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 just between you and me. No, I don't want them. And then you know what he says? I was only kidding. I just wanted to see what you would do. Isn't that amazing? And when that man had an accident on a motorbike and he very lost, he bought me half his leg, who did he come to and ask me to pray for him? And I want to tell you, friends, people look at our life. The people look at the way you speak. They listen to the jokes you tell. They, they listen to what you say and what you don't say. They, they look at the way you treat other people. They look at your life. And for the way for us to get our life right is to make sure that our love is right. And when our love is right for the Lord, when we uh, love the Lord with all our heart, then we'll make sure that our longings are right, that we want to truly seek first His kingdom. And then you know what happens? It affects our life. It affects our life. And if our Christianity isn't affecting our life, we need to stop and ask ourselves serious questions. Because you can't be saved, you can't be converted, <clears throat> you can't say you're a child of God and still live the way that you used to live. When you become a Christian, you become a brand new person. A brand new person. And that's different desires, different longings, and a different aim in our life. Yes, there's still struggles, but our heart is heading for a different area, in a different direction. And I wonder if you're here this morning, and if you be honest, how are you really doing with God? And wouldn't it be great this morning if you to say, see today, that's it. I'm going to seek first His kingdom. That's it. In my life I want to live for him. Because Paul says, for me to live is Christ. I believe God is looking for men and women who are willing to say, for me to live is Christ. And I wonder how you stand before God. Wouldn't it be great today as Graham comes up with his earth this morning I want to come and I want to commit my life afresh to God. Say, God, you're first in my life. You're the aim of my heart. You're the one that I long for. 
You're the one that I want to go through with. And you're the one that I want to glorify in and through my life. Do you know, there's a man called, there was a man called D.L. Moody. And D.L. Moody was a mighty man of God. Mightily used of God. And D.L. Moody one day was going up into a ship. And somebody shouted, Mr. Moody, the world is still to see what God can do with a man that's sold out to him. Mr. Moody, the world has still to see what God can do with a man that's sold out to him. And D.L. Moody says, by God's grace, I will be that man. What is your answer? Moody's burn is still to see what God can do with a man or a woman that's sold out to him. Moody's burn is still to see what God can do with a church that's sold out to him. Today's a great day. Today's a wonderful day because you can come and say, God, I want to be totally, totally, totally sold out to you. Amen.